Thank you for joining the Freight Waves 3PL Summit today on Freight Waves TV. I am here today with Sam Powers. We're actually going to talk about small 3PLs adding technology to their uh, repertoire in order to make sure that they can compete with large brokers. This is something that I'm overly passionate about. I actually helped build a brokerage through most of my tenure. Um, Sam and I actually have the same amount of tenure in the industry, eight years. Uh, unfortunately for me, I have not built anywhere near the amount of technology that he has been able to. Uh, Sam right now is actually the CEO of Truck, Trucker Cloud. Uh, it's a freight visibility software that actually allows customers to view trucks based on their ELT data, which is huge right now because we want to make sure that our representatives, sales or carrier sales, aren't spending that much time on the phone. Um, he actually, in his past, was the VP of operations at Factor Cloud, uh, which was a software company that helped factor uh, transportation invoices. And lastly, started off at BAM Capital, and it was a factoring company that actually had a TMS attached to it, which is... For me, someone who is in operations, uh, very commendable. Uh, he's been a part of growing each of these technologies. And I love software within the industry. I think it's game changing. Um, unfortunately, I do not have the capabilities that Sam does. So Sam, go ahead, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about your experience over the last eight years. Sure. Well, thank you, Grace. Um, so uh, as you guys know, my name is Sam Powers. I'm the CEO here at Trucker Cloud. Um, I have been in transportation software and finance, um, as Grace mentioned, for about the last eight years. Uh, started out in factoring, uh, building a TMS uh, collateral management hybrid platform uh, specifically for freight brokers. Um, and then, you know, from there grew that operation to serving carriers and various other industries um, for uh, financial services. Um, after we sold that portfolio in November of 2019, I then ran operations for Factor Cloud. Uh, a cloud-based uh, collateral management platform uh, for factoring companies, and then joined uh, the Trucker Cloud team in July of 2020. Awesome, Sam. Uh, overly impressed. Uh, I wish I had the capabilities to even attempt any of those things. Uh, I was focused on building a brokerage, and that's why we're here today to really talk about how smaller 3PLs can compete with larger 3PLs uh, by using technology. I think that a lot of small 3PLs right now struggle with um, considering adding technology into their suite. I think that they sometimes shy away from it. Maybe it's going to be too much of an investment. Maybe it might be difficult for them to uh, train their employees. Um, but the biggest thing about running a small 3PL is you need to be able to manage risk. Uh, unlike the larger 3PLs, we do not have the cash flow to take a hit with a heavy claim. Uh, we do not have the time to waste uh, with employees who are being unproductive. Uh, you spend every single moment uh, hoping that that cash flow comes in. Something we talked about was, you know, revenue is great, sales is great, but if that dollar doesn't come in at the end of the day, um, it's it's not real revenue. So, uh, tell me, Sam, a little bit about the technologies that you've worked with in the past and how you think a small 3PL could use these accessible tools to manage some of the risk. Uh, I'm thinking especially 
know, in regards to carriers, I think right now mm-hmm. the industry is seeing this tightening, right? So how can these small uh, 3PLs manage the risk with the carriers so that they don't lose any of the customers due to uh, customer service? Sure. So, so I think from a, you know, a resource or tool standpoint, um, you know, on a high level, I think there's three, you know, kind of primary resources that a smaller 3PL needs. Um, one, starting with the TMS, which is a, a known thing, right? That's, that's kind of standard. Um, two, you know, some sort of financing, whether it be, you know, a bank line of credit or a factoring uh, relationship. And then three, uh, you know, I, I firmly believe in visibility, right? And, I picked those three things, right? Because when we really look at, um, you know, what are some areas of risk, right? Well, for a smaller 3PL or a newer, you know, up and coming brokerage, um, you know, securing capacity might be a little difficult for them, right? And, you know, one um, one thing that helps with that immediately is, you know, uh, financial stability, right? So if they're able to work with a line of credit or a factoring company, the carriers that, you know, in other words, would turn them down because, you know, they have a newer MC or lack, you know, trade history, right? Um, oftentimes, those 3PLs might, you know, have to give that carrier a fuel advance or a quick pay of some sort um, just to secure that capacity and get that load hauled. Um by having that financing, it gives them, you know, the ability to support those requests and get that capacity secured. Um, the, you know, the the other piece, and, and this is more all encompassing, but when we look at fraud, right? Um, so, you know, things like you mentioned, you know, uh, if, uh, you know, does the broker have the ability to support, you know, a claim um, or something like that, right? Well, when we think about it, you know, what are, what are the key things or, or things that happen often that lead to that, right? Um, a lot of double brokering is the carrier that you contracted actually the carrier of record, right? Um, you may pay them, but if they weren't the carrier that physically hauled the load, um, you know, legally that the carrier that did has the right to circle back and it's either the 3PL or the customer that's paying for that, right? And a lot of times, you know, the 3PL might eat that cost just to preserve their relationship with their customer. And we all know you can only do that so much, right? Um, so I, I think. I think that's a big thing. Um, and then also, you know, on a higher level, did the load actually take place? Right. Um, and, and I'll give you an example, just kind of uh, you asked me about, like, you know, technology and, and, you know, how I could maybe use technology to prevent something like that. So um, in my factoring days, I did see what I would consider pretty sophisticated fraud. Right. Um, and on a high level, what had happened is a a individual founded um alias of a real company, a real corporation. Um, They somehow, you know, opened up a bank account with the real corporation's physical address on their checks and, uh, you know, then gave us a fake, you know, accounts payable contact to verify invoices. Right. And what would happen is you would talk to, um, you know, so-called John Doe. He would tell you that the invoices were good uh, and, you know, you would release advance. Then payment comes in on what looks like a a legitimate check. Um, All the while they were just what the the term they call it is check chasing, right? So all the while they were just trying to receive advances, give money back um, to ultimately, you know, build a credit limit and utilization up to a certain point and then take the money and run, right? Um, so, so you have, you know, kind of the more, uh, is the carrier that you hired really the one that hauled it, but on a, on a bigger picture, you know, is this a real carrier in general, right? And, you know, through visibility, 3PLs are able to verify that and verify it very quickly, right? They can verify the fleet size. 
um, the carrier of record and the actual activity of that vehicle or asset ID, um, you know, that happened to have been signed to the load. Um, I, I think this topic is really interesting. Anyone, mm -hmm. if there's anyone that's watching this right now that is trying to learn more about 3PLs, this situation happens on a daily basis. Uh, it is one of the biggest risks I think that is out there, especially for small brokers. That's I, These guys, uh, double brokers, they target smaller brokers because they assume that they're not going to have this type of technology set up to catch them. Uh, it's, it's scary. It honestly is. It happens so so much more often than people think. And I am glad that you, you really touched on this. Um, how, how are there different ways that uh, in technology that you've seen that these red flags are, are caught, especially more with like the onboarding process with that carrier? Sure. So, um, so I think from a, from an onboarding standpoint, right, there's a lot of uh, external resources out there available, you know, FMCSA, you know, all, things like that. And then you kind of have your standard, you know, checklist of, of due diligence when you bring in a carrier, um, you know, from the beginning, right? Um, but being able to, you know, constantly monitor, you know, actual fleet size and things like that, um, to me, is extremely valuable. Um, uh, looking at it from both angles, whether you're a, a financial institution, like a factoring company or a, a 3PL, um, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, a carrier will tell you, hey, I've got this many trucks, right, and are, are coming to you saying that they can guarantee a certain level of capacity when maybe in reality they can't or maybe, you know, this time next month, you know, they lost five of those 10 trucks that they told you they had, um, which could directly lead to a double brokering scenario where, you know, you're building that relationship with them, giving them freight. Um, but then on the other hand, they might be, you know, kind of offloading it to somebody else that you're unaware of. Um, I think a, another big piece is it, we kind of go back to, you know, what smaller 3PLs have to provide as far as pay terms, whether it's, you know, fuel advances or quick pays. Um, and, you know, golden rule, and, and this is where visibility and, you know, that type of technology can really help. Um, golden rule is you always want to make sure that that carrier or that truck is at the actual pickup location uh, before you give them a fuel advance, right? Well, how can you like 100% guarantee that that truck is there without some type of visibility product, right? Um, then you can, you know, dive a little deeper there and say, well, what type of visibility product am I using? Is it cell-based tracking or is it ELD-based tracking, right? Um, and I think we, we could all agree that uh, tracking a truck is definitely safer than tracking a phone. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the phone is not the thing that's carrying or, or hauling your cargo, right? Um, so, so, so I think that that's another big piece to add to it. Um, and then, you know, again, just for, from an onboarding perspective, going back to, uh, you know, that scenario that I just gave you, right, about what, a pretty sophisticated, um, you know, type scheme. If you are able to verify the fleet, right, then you know that they actually have trucks there that are actually going to be hauling freight. Um, a cell phone doesn't do that for you, but ELD, you know, base location data would. So um, I hope that answers your question. But there, there's, a, you know, many different um I guess, variables at hand that, that could be solved, right? No, I, that's perfect. And I think what uh, especially smaller brokers need to understand is sometimes I think they look at it like, okay, well, this is going to be an extra cost, right? My fixed offering costs are going to go up. Um, I'm, I'm not in a, a position where I can handle that. All it takes is $100,000 load to, to go missing. 
for it to be worth it. So I think it's very smart for people to investigate into these technologies and figure out what is the best tool for them. One thing I know we talked about before was, um, especially nowadays, uh, is the, the cell phone aspect. Uh, any carrier who doesn't want to give their ELD um, access or you access to the ELD is a red flag. Um, at this point, we, we know you have to have it. So I know that it's in your truck. Um, now, there are some that are more difficult to connect to, uh, but that it should be the number one red flag. And I think a lot of times smaller brokers look at it like, OK, well, if I say no and I don't get this load covered, there's revenue that I might miss out on. But I think it's really smart to leverage the risk that you're taking as a smaller company. A bigger company can handle that loss, uh, not someone smaller when you're dealing with the cash flow of a brokerage, at some level, we're almost treated like a bank. So you can't lose out on that um, and you can't afford to, to handle that claim. And um, on the claim aspect, a lot of times insurance isn't going to cover it if you didn't do your due diligence. Um, it's really smart for you to look into what you're supposed to do, what contracts you signed, what you've actually given to your carriers because insurance will do their due diligence. And if they come back and find that you knew or you didn't take the steps that you told them that they would do in order to cover your cargo, uh, you're dealing with a whole situation. So I think this is something that more companies need to look into. Um, and I think it's something that's important, especially if you're looking to scale, get it now, grow a good carrier base and eliminate any risks like that that's really going to take you down. Now, to bring it back to cash flow, something that we talked about as well is understanding that that dollar needs to come back in. And I think it's very important to leverage the factoring company um, to help with your back office support. You know, everyone's, how can sales be more proactive? How can we get more leads, uh, et cetera, et cetera? How can we drive our revenue back into our hands? Um, what have you seen in different technologies on, on how factoring companies are helping support that office? Sure. So um, one thing, and, and this is where, you know, visibility can help factoring companies too, but, you know, factors just like uh, uh, the way I look at it is this, you know, for brokers, 3PLs, um, check calls are kind of like the standard part of the process, right? And um, factors have something that's very similar to that, maybe not tracking a load when it's like, you know, in transit, right? But they have to perform also verification calls to the account debtors um, to make sure that the invoice that they're about to purchase is, is uh, legitimate, right? Um, so there's a lot of, you know, very uh, similar workflows between both of those parties um, that help, you know, at the end of the day, the goal is to ensure that everything will be fluid on the back office and that the money you're putting out, um, you know, you're able to also collect. Because like you said, uh, you know, a few minutes ago, right? Yeah, you know, getting the revenue is great, but it really doesn't exist right? Unless you can collect the payment on the other end. So, um, so think about this, right? If, uh, you know, you're a, a 3PL or a factor, you know, both of those entities have the ability to support, you know, fuel advances or any type of, you know, quick pay advance to their, to their carriers, right? Um, the carriers definitely want that, especially the smaller guys, because that's money that's going in uh, to keep their trucks on the road and allow them to keep generating revenue. Um, that's why they go to factoring companies to begin with, because they don't they can't wait, um, you know, naturally that 45 you know, ish day period to receive payment for their services. Right. So from a technology standpoint, you know, if and one thing I was going to say, and I apologize if I've already said this, but 
you know, for a uh, for a broker or a smaller 3PL that's forced to, you know, kind of get out of their comfort zone, issue these fuel advances or these quick pays, um, you know, leveraging this technology to mitigate that risk before doing so really protects them so that they know they're not putting money out that they would be unable to collect at the end of the day. Um, I think another component to that is their, uh, you, you know, like detention charges. So, you know, detention is a very stippy, uh, sticky subject, but, you know, if a driver, for example, were to uh, have an appointment only time frame and they arrived an hour early, if they try to bill or claim for that detention charge, you know, there, there's a lot of things that could go wrong because, you know, the broker might go ahead and pay them in advance. Uh, then when they try to bill the customer for that, the customer says, no, we're not going to pay it because the trucking company didn't follow instructions. They arrived early. Right. Um, so by using this kind of technology, you have the data to, you know, determine, um, the legitimacy of that request. Um, maybe the driver did get there on time and had to wait an hour or two before they could load or unload. Well, the data's there. Um, so not only, you know, are you reducing or completely uh, removing the potential for risk as far as collecting that payment, um, but you can also kind of hand it to your customer on a silver platter, you know, along with the invoice and say, hey, you know, look, here's here's all the backup documentation. Oh, by the way, um, you know, here's the data to support these additional itemized charges on the invoice, uh, you know, other than, you know, just the line haul rate or the fuel or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know how it goes now is they just like write it on a piece of paper, like a time that exists and you're, what does this mean to me? What? <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. And you know what, to even bring it full circle. And I, I wish that I had understood the full leverage power of a factory company. Uh, you guys are able to build relationships with these carriers and then service multiple brokers. So in a way you're almost leveraging, um, a power for brokers to the, to the carriers. And I think what's important is that even when claims arise and, and, and things like that, um, use these uh, factoring companies in order to get responses. If you know, you're in a hostage situation, like they're not going to listen. If, if I'm in a hostage situation with a double broker or something along those lines, and I'm just calling and I'm a, a broker that's given them one load and they have no loyalty to me. They don't care. They're going to, they're going to push me. Now, if I make a call to someone like you, Sam, and, and you call and, and they know that you have hands on all of these invoices, they're going to listen to you a little bit more. And that is something that I've just recently kind of wrapped my head around. And I think that is uh, something that all operations teams should realize is, okay, are, is the information within your TMS of the factoring company in there so that if your reps need to reach out to that individual or that factoring company, that is accessible to them in order to even mitigate the time for these issues. I can't tell you how many times I've seen um, a poor sales rep literally spend their whole Friday dealing with just a carrier going back and forth on, on pay me now, blah, 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 something like that. Where does so, the payment go? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So why not get the factoring company involved? And I think that factoring companies are offering so many more tools, really good platforms for payment status, uh, being able to just push your carriers to one platform and say, hey, need payment status, go here. Think of all the AP calls you're going to cut out. Think of how much time uh, your team can focus on other things and start invoicing customers sooner and, and getting that revenue in. Um, the thing that a lot of maybe larger brokers 
don't remember <laughs> is that as a smaller broker, you need to kind of pay closer to 20, 25 days to start building that relationship. I was telling Sam when I first started, I remember I would tell them my uh, MC number and I would literally just say one number and they already knew that I was too new. And if I was able right. to say, hold up, I'm working with this factoring company that I know that you're set up with. I would have had no issues covering loads in those early days. So I think it's important that all of the brokers, especially smaller brokers that are on here today, trying to find different ways to operationally tighten uh, their, their teams, look into how factoring companies uh, can help provide you with technology in terms of visibility, but also in terms of uh, support and uh, guidance when dealing with carrier issues. Um, I appreciate you, Sam, coming here today. Uh, sure. You are a, a, a fabulous human being. I saw you've been doing this for eight years. I'm like, what have I been doing for eight years? So thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, Thank you, everyone, for attending the 3PL Summit today. And come back again soon for our upcoming summits as well. Great. Thank you, Grace. I appreciate your time.